0: Shalom and welcome back to Daily Bread for Busy Moms. A daily podcast from Jerusalem where we read you the entire Bible in one year. Based on the weekly Torah portions. I'm Harriet and I will be your reader today. And today we have Monday, the 29th of November or the 25th of Kislev on the Hebrew calendar. We also have the first day of Hanukkah today. And today in history the Maccabees liberate the temple. We read in 1st Maccabees chapter 4, the 25th day of the ninth month, which is the month of Kislev, at the very season and on the very day that the Gentiles had profaned it. It was dedicated with songs and harps and lutes and cymbals. Messiah is at the temple during Hanukkah. Possible date? John 10.22. At that time the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter and Yeshua was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. Today we are in a week with a parasha called Miketz and that means at the end. And we have two readings from the Torah today because of the special feast. And the first one is Genesis chapter 41, verse 15 through 38. Let's just bless the Lord before we start reading His Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through His Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Paro said to Yosef, I have dreamed a dream, and there is no one who can interpret it. I have heard it said of you, that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. Yosef answered Paro, saying, It is not in me. God will give Paro an answer of peace. Then Paro spoke to Yosef, In my dream, behold, I stood on the brink of the Nile, and behold, There came up out of the Nile seven cattle, fat and sleek. They fed in the marsh grass, and behold, seven other cattle came up after them, poor and very ugly and thin, such as I never saw in all the land of Egypt for ugliness. The thin and ugly cattle ate up the first seven fat cattle, and when they had eaten them up, it could not be known that they had eaten them, but they were still ugly, as at the beginning. So I awoke. I saw in my dream, and behold, seven heads of grain came up on one stalk, full and good. And behold, seven heads of grain, withered, thin, and blasted with the east wind, sprung up after them. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven good heads of grain. I told it to the magicians, but there was no one who would explain it to me. Yosef said to Paro, The dream of Paro is one. What God is about to do, he has declared to Paro. The seven good cattle are seven years, and the seven good heads of grain are seven years. The dream is one. The seven thin and ugly cattle that came up after them are seven years and also the seven empty hedges of grain blasted with the east wind. They will be seven years of famine. That is the thing which I have spoken to Paro. God has shown Paro what he is about to do. Behold, seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt are coming. Seven years of famine will arise after them, and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt. The famine will consume the land, and the plenty will not be known in the land by reason of that famine which follows, for it will be very grievous. The dream was doubled for Parot because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now, therefore, let Parot look for a discreet and wise man, and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Paro do this, and let him appoint overseers of the land, and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt's produce in the seven plenteous years. Let them gather all the food of these good years that come, and store grain under the hand of Paro for food in the cities, and let them keep it. The food will be to supply the land against the seven years of famine, which will be in the land of Egypt so that the land will not perish through the famine. The thing was good in the eyes of Paro, and in the eyes of all his servants. And Paro said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? That was Genesis, or Barshit, forty-one, fifteen through 38. And our extra reading from the Torah today is from Numbers, or Bamidbar, chapter 7, verse 1 through 17. On the day that Moshe had finished setting up the tabernacle, he anointed it and sanctified it with all its furniture, and the altar with all its vessels. He anointed them and sanctified them. The princes of Israel, the heads of their families' houses, offered. These were the princes of the tribes. These are they who were over those who were counted. And they brought their offering before the Lord. Six covered wagons and twelve oxen. A wagon for every two of the princes, and for each one an ox. They presented them before the tabernacle. Then the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Accept these from them, that they may be used in doing the service of the tent of meeting, and you shall give them to the Leviim, to every man according to his service. Moshe took the wagons and the oxen and gave them to the Leviim. He gave two wagons and four oxen to the sons of Gershon, according to their service. He gave four wagons and eight oxen to the sons of Merari, According to their service, under the direction of Itamar, the son of Aaron, the Cohen. But to the sons of Kohat he gave none, because the service of the sanctuary belonged to them; they carried it on their shoulders. The princes gave offerings for the dedication of the altar, in the day that it was anointed. The princes gave their offerings before the altar. Then the Lord said to Moshe. They shall offer their offering, each prince on his day, for the dedication of the altar. He who offered his offering the first day was Nachshon, the son of Amanadab, of the tribe of Yehudah. And his offering was one silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one golden ladle of ten shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of peace offerings, two head of cattle, five rams, five male goats and five male lambs a year old. This was the offering of Nachshon, the son of Aminadav. That was Numbers, chapter seven, verse one through seventeen. And our portion from the prophets or Neviim is today First Samuel, chapter fourteen. Now it fell on a day that Jonathan, the son of Saul, said to the young man who bore his armor, Come, let us go over to the Philistine's garrison that is on the other side. But he did not tell his father. And Shaul was staying in the uttermost part of Gibeah under the pomegranate tree which is in Migron. And the people who were with him were about six hundred men, including Ahia, the son of Ahitub, Ichabod's brother, the son of Finchas, the son of Eli, the Kohen, of the Lord in Shiloh, wearing an ephod. The people did not know that Jonathan was gone. Between the passes by which Jonathan sought to go over to the Philistines' garrison, there was a rocky crag on the one side and a rocky crag on the other side, and the name of the one was Bozes and the name of the other Sene. The one crag rose up on the north in front of Michmash and the other on the south in front of Geva. Jonathan said to the young man who bore his armor, "'Come, let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. "'It may be that the Lord will work for us, "'for there is no restraint on the Lord to save by many or by few.' "'His armor-bearer said to him, "'Do all that is in your heart. "'Turn, and behold, I am with you according to your heart.' Jonathan said, Behold, we will pass over to the men, and we will reveal ourselves to them. If they say this to us, Wait until we come to you, then we will stand still in our place and will not go up to them. But if they say this, Come up to us, then we will go up, for the Lord has delivered them into our hand. This shall be the sign to us. So both of them revealed themselves to the garrison of the Philistines, and the Philistines said, Behold, the Hebrews are coming out of the holes where they have hidden themselves. And the men of the garrison answered Jonathan and his armor-bearer and said, Come up to us and we will show you something. And Jonathan said to his armor-bearer, Come up after me, for the Lord has delivered them into the hand of Israel. Then Jonathan climbed up on his hands and on his feet, and his armor-bearer after him. And they fell before Jonathan, and his armor-bearer killed them after him. That first slaughter, which Jonathan and his armor-bearer made, was about twenty men within, as it were, half a furrow's length in an acre of land. And there was a trembling in the camp, in the field, and among all the people. The garrison and the raiders also trembled. And the earth quaked, so there was an exceedingly great trembling. The watchman of Shaul in Gebeah of Benjamin looked, and behold, the multitude melted away and scattered. Then Shaul said to the people who were with him, Call the roll now and see who has gone from us. When they had counted, behold, Jonathan and his armor-bearer were not there. Shaul said to Ahia, Bring the ark of God here for the ark of God was with the sons of Israel at that time. While Shaul talked to the Kohen, the tumult that was in the camp of the Philistines went on and increased. And Shaul said to the Kohen, Withdraw your hand. Shaul and all the people who were with them were gathered together and came to the battle, and behold, they were all striking each other with their swords, in a very great confusion. Now the Hebrews who were with the Philistines before, and who went up with them into the camp from all around, even they also turned to be with the Israelites who were with Shaol and Jonathan. Likewise all the men of Israel who had hidden themselves in the hill country of Ephraim, when they heard that the Philistines fled, even they also followed hard after them in the battle. So the Lord saved Israel that day, and the battle passed over by Bethaven. aven And the men of Israel were distressed that day, for Shaul had adjured the people, saying, Cursed is the man who eats any food until it is evening, and I am avenged of my enemies. So none of the people tasted food. And all the people came into the forest, and there was honey on the ground. When the people had come to the forest, behold, honey was dripping, but no one put his hand to the mouth, for the people feared the oath. But Jonathan did not hear when his father commanded the people with the oath. Therefore he put out the end of the rod that was in his hand and dipped it in the honeycomb and put his hand to his mouth and his eyes brightened. Then one of the people answered and said, Your father directly commanded the people with an oath, saying, Cursed is the man who eats food today. So the people were faint. Then Jonathan said, my father has troubled the land. Please look how my eyes have brightened, because I tasted a little of this honey. How much more, if perhaps the people had eaten freely today, of the plunder of their enemies which they found. For now there has been a great, no great slaughter among the Philistines. They struck the Philistines that day from Michmash to Ayalon. The people were very faint, and the people rushed on the spoil and took sheep, cattle, and calves and killed them on the ground, and the people ate them with the blood. Then they told Shaul, saying, Behold, the people are sinning against the Lord, in that they eat meat with the blood. And he said, You have dealt treacherously. Roll a large stone to me today. Shaul said, Disperse yourselves among the people and tell them, Every man bring me here his ox, and every man his sheep, and kill them here, and eat, and do not sin against the Lord in eating meat with the blood. All the people brought every man his ox with him that night, and killed them there. Shaul built an altar to the Lord. This was the first altar that he built to the Lord. Then Shaul said, Let us go down after the Philistines by night, and take plunder among them, until the morning light and let's not leave a man of them. They said, Do whatever seems good to you. Then the Kohen said, Let us draw near here to God. Shaul asked counsel of God, Shall I go down after the Philistines? Will you deliver them into the hand of Israel? But he did not answer him that day. Shaul said, Draw near here all you chiefs of the people, and know and see in which this sin has been today. For as the lord lives who saves israel though it is in jonathan my son he shall surely die but there was not a man among the people who answered him then he said to all israel you be on one side and i on jonathan my son will be on the other side the people said to shaul do what seems good to you therefore shaul said to the lord the god of israel give a perfect lot Jonathan and Shaul were chosen, but the people escaped. Shaul said, "'Cast lots between me and Jonathan, my son.' So Jonathan was selected. Then Shaul said to Jonathan, "'Tell me what you have done.' Jonathan told him and said, "'I certainly did taste a little honey "'with the end of the rod that was in my hand, and behold, I must die.' Shaul said, "'God do so, and more also, for you shall surely die, Jonathan." The people said to Sheol, Shall Jonathan die, who has worked this great salvation in Israel? Far from it. As the Lord lives, there shall not one hair of his head fall to the ground, for he has worked with God today. So the people rescued Jonathan, that he did not die. Then Sheol went up from following the Philistines, and the Philistines went to their own place. Now when Sheol had taken the kingdom over Israel, he fought against all his enemies on every side, against Moab and against the children of Ammon and against Edom, and against the kingdom—excuse <coughs> me—and against the kings of Zobah and against the Philistines. And wherever he turned himself, he defeated them. He did valiantly and struck the Amalekites and delivered Israel out of the hands of those who plundered them. Now the sons of Shaul were Jonathan, Ishvi, and Malchishua. And the names of his two daughters were these, the name of the firstborn, Merav, and the name of the younger, Michal. And the name of Shaul's wife was Ahinoam, the daughter of Ahimaaz. The name of the captain of his army was Avner, the son of Ner, Shaul's uncle. Kish was the father of Shaul, and Ner, the father of Avner, was the son of Aviel. Now there was severe war against the Philistines all the days of Shaul, and when Shaul saw any mighty man or any valiant man, he took him into his service. That was First Samuel, or Shmuel, chapter 14. And now the time has come for the portion of the writings, so or the Ketuvim. And today we're reading Psalm 54. For the chief musician on stringed instruments... A Mashil by David, when the Siphite came and said to Shaul, "Is not David hiding himself among us? Save me God by your name, vindicate me in your might, hear my prayer, God, listen to the words of my mouth, for strangers have risen up against me, violent men have sought after my soul. they have not set God before them., Silah. behold, God is my helper." The Lord is the one who sustains my soul. He will repay the evil to my enemies, destroy them in your faithfulness. With a freewill offering I will sacrifice to you. I will give thanks to your name, Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me out of all trouble. My eye has seen triumph over my enemies. That was Psalm 54. And now our final portion for today from the Apostolic Writings. It is Mark chapter 10, verses 1 through 31. He arose from there and came into the borders of Judea and beyond the Jordan. And multitudes came together to him again. As he usually did, he was again teaching them. Pharisees came to him, testing him, and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? And he answered and said to them, What did Moshe command you? They said, Moshe allowed a certificate of divorce to be written and to divorce her. But Yeshua answered and said to them, For your hardness of heart he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of the creation God made them male and female, For this cause a man will leave his father and mother, and will join to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So that there are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. In the house his disciples asked him again about the same matter, and he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another, commits adultery against her. And if a woman herself divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. And they were bringing to him little children, that he should touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who were bringing them. But when Yeshua saw it, he was moved with indignation and said to them, Allow the little children to come to me. Do not forbid them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Amen, I tell you, whoever will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child, he will in no way enter into it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. And as he was going out into the way, one ran to him, knelt before him and asked him, Good Rabbi, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Yeshua said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except one. God, you know the mitzvot, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Rabbi, I have observed all these things from my youth. And Yeshua, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack, go, sell whatever you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me, taking up the cross. But his face fell at the saying, and he went away sorrowful, for he was one who had great possessions. And Yeshua looked around and said to his disciples, How difficult it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Yeshua answered again, Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches, to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were exceedingly astonished, saying to him, then who can be saved? But Yeshua, looking at them, said, with men it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Then Kepha began to tell him, Behold, we have left all and have followed you. And Yeshua said, Amen, I tell you, there is no one who has left house, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or land, for my sake, and for the sake of the good news, who will not receive one hundred times more now in the Olam houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and land, with persecutions, and in the Olam Haba eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. That was Mark 10, 1 through 31 However, if you are reading through the apostolic writings or the New Testament, the Baritadashah, twice this cycle, you will also read 1 Corinthians chapter 13 today. This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I wish you a blessed Hanukkah season. Hag Hanukkah Sameach and Shalom from Yerushalayim. Until next time.